Hey there, my name is Ushin Lunny and this is Audio Talks on the Road with Harmon Explorer. And today we're going to find out about the next level of experience while on the road. I'm delighted to be joined today by two movers and shakers in the automotive tech and audio sector. Welcome to the podcast, Tom Rivers, Vice President of Global Marketing for Automotive and Connected Services at Harman. Hey, great to be here. Thanks for inviting me here and to just uh, talk a lot about what's happening in the auto business. And welcome to the podcast, Jeffrey Hanna, Director, North America at SBD Automotive. Thanks so much. It's great to be here as well. Now, there's a lot of exciting news at Harman Explorer on the automotive side, which appropriately enough, we're going to explore in this special episode of the Audio Talks podcast. But first, let's get a quick recap on your backgrounds and what you do today, starting with your good self, Tom. Oh, sure. Yeah, um, I've been in the auto business my my whole career. started with uh, an OEM for about 19 years. And after that experience, I really am a strategic thinker and like to build things. And I went to a global research company. Most people know them. But uh, um, I led the automotive practice working with OEMs and trying to understand consumers' feedback and not just in advertising, but in additional insights, etc., And I really learned a lot of behind the scenes, uh, again, digging deep into what consumers' point of views uh, were and are. And that led me then to Harman, where for almost six years now, I've been leading the first connected car, automotive marketing into the connected services, and now Harman Automotive Marketing Team globally. My core driving factor is to identify how we're going to be escalating selling Harman technology to our OEM partners, but to also how do we position Harman in the automotive space to create a point of difference. That's wonderful. And could you talk us through the concept of experiences per mile, which I know you've been heavily involved in creating? Uh, so as we begin to see the broad mobility space change in the lens of consumers, not just being connected in your vehicle, simply as your mobile device and plugging it in and having like a Apple CarPlay or Android Auto. Consumers are expecting a lot more of experiences out of their vehicle, especially as it relates to sort of the notion of an experience economy that consumers, broadly speaking, are wanting. And uh, in 2020 CES, we announced experience per mile as an, an idea in how the auto business should be shifting and how Harman plays into that experience per mile. We sort of coined this phrase, hey, we are going from RPMs to EPMs, so revolutions per minute thinking, which is analog, to a digital experience called EPMs. But what is an EPM? And simply put, EPM is the opportunity for consumers to experience mobility through the lens of connectivity in the digital world. And the key thing is what consumers think are the opportunities. And they're far greater than just connecting your mobile device. And so at Harman, we've spent about a year and a half deep diving consumers, what they think about their mobility experiences, what their pain points are, as well as what are the things that they want into it. And we'll get into a little bit more of this in the future. But at the core of it, experiences per mile is the opportunity to meet what consumers want and to meet their pain points and to create a different experience than just going from point A to point B in their vehicle. 
Fascinating. Thank you, Tom. And moving over to yourself, Jeffrey, you have a really interesting background, a mix of tech and automotive. Talk about your experiences and also how you founded the Experiences Per Mile Advisory Council. So like Tom, I've been a sort of a veteran in the connected car industry for more than 18 years. And previously, before moving to the analyst side, was with General Motors, a major automaker here in Michigan, in their connected car division called OnStar. And OnStar provides safety and security services for end consumers. And really throughout my career, it's just paramount that the consumer experience matters most. And uh, really that led me to uh, a transition to a leading automotive technology analyst firm, SBD Automotive. So I not only work with General Motors, but most automakers across the globe on their connected vehicle, autonomous car, and uh, cybersecurity strategies overall. And what we've done with Harman over the past 18 months between Harman and SPD Automotive have collaborated to create the Experiences Per Mile Advisory Council. So we're up to more than 25 leading car companies But beyond the car companies themselves, numerous members of the broader automotive mobility value chain. And so it's a combination of automotive OEMs, tier ones, tier twos, navigation companies, cloud providers. We even have vehicle cybersecurity firms. And they're really all committed to making the mobility experience better. We know that as an advisory council, that if Really, the experience falls on the ground and we're not working together to deliver a winning experience. Uh, We're just going to lose this opportunity. So really, the charge of the advisory council is to encourage collaboration. All the members have great technologies to bring, insights to bring to bear, and really uncovering those best practices, fostering cross-industry collaboration to increase innovation overall. And what we've done as a council is really published a number of, of research reports, advised Harmon on their journey. And over the past six months, we've even taken on a new initiative to measure experiences per mile. So obviously, it's great to talk about EPMs, but if you can't measure something, you can't improve it. So we're hard at work as advisory council coming up with an industry metric And ideally, what we want to have at the end of the day is the ability for consumers, when they're shopping for a new car, new mobility experiences, to be able to compare choice A, B, and C on their EPM score. And and that's really will be difficult to bring, but absolutely important to bring as well. That's really interesting. So coming over to yourself, Tom, you mentioned that last year, around the time of CES, Harman introduced this concept of experiences per mile, and your focus was very much on connecting cars. But what's the Harman team been up to since this time last year? Sure. Last year, when we announced experience per mile for an industry and our first set of EXP solutions, so that's Harman's response is our um, Harman EXPs or experiences, Uh, Last year, uh, we founded those experiences based on outside sort of secondary research. And what we found what consumers wanted were things like productivity or notion to feel like you're accomplishing something. They were still in the experience per mile world. So as an example, productivity, we partnered with Salesforce and we created something called Workforce on Wheels. 
So very pointed application around improving the experience for a salesperson, let's say. So we worked with Salesforce, we embedded, you know, if you're a salesperson, you're sort of hung to your Salesforce application. And we were able to show how as a salesperson, you could go through your day reliant upon Salesforce, but it's embedded in your vehicle over all experiences. Or accomplishment was another one. And then we did one called Eyes and Ears, where we used safety features to improve the overall experience. So that being said, throughout 2020, we took a deep dive into primary research from Harman. And we pulled apart really three buckets. The first one was understanding who these consumers were in three big regions, China, North America, and Germany. So personas became a super important. So differences between what millennials think all the way up to boomers think. So we have that data. So we did not just focus groups to do the qualitative, but we did the quantitative as well. Second thing is we really dug deep into what they care about. So comparing kind of what their experience is by these cohorts, what they care about today going from point A to point B, but also what are the driving sort of pain points that they experience. So as an example, what I mean by that is what the biggest disconnect that we see is going from your home or office to your car. And your car is really disconnected from the rest of those connected world. So we'd really understood that. But when we did the deep dive, really understanding the consumer insights, it led us to seven different EPM opportunity spaces. Let's call it that. One of those spaces we focused on this year and we saw in the presentation was the third living space. They kept on talking about the car as such an amazing opportunity to go do stuff in, but it just sits there besides going from point A to point B. And yes, is it comfortable? Yes. Is it safe? Yes. Those are all table stakes. So this third living space, living space one is your home, living space two is your outdoor sitting area. And this asset or this thing you have called a mobility whether you're going to you know, do ride hailing or you own it, is another space. That's where we came up with these three different ideas called Gaming Intense Max, Creator Studio, and Drive Live Concert. So the key thing about this is Harman did a deep dive into consumers. We overlay cultural differences by these regions. And we apply, as Jeff is one of our key partners, is industry trends. And these three ideas, and we have many more. We only showed three. And the key thing is it helps our OEM partners and or others who want to jump into the space for us to really articulate at a ground up what consumers really are wanting. It's not just a fabrication of ideas. It's truly grounded in research. The last part I'll mention about these ideas is then we see whether or not they have market receptivity in terms of What's the market size potential? What price points would people pay for, et cetera? And now we've, we've done that research as well. Super, super interesting. Thank you, Tom. And uh, Jeffrey, Tom just mentioned there that uh, Harman was working with yourselves uh, on this research and identifying these megatrends that make all of this work and this technology very relevant and very important to consumers. Talk to us a bit about this growth of the experience economy. And uh, if you can kind of mention maybe some of the takeaways from that amazing piece of research you did at the Experiences Per Mile Advisory Council. 
Absolutely. And you're, you're spot on with this idea of experience economy. What we've talked to all the members about is obviously car makers and mobility providers can only differentiate so much on uh, shipping hardware. And they know they must do more in terms of differentiating based on the overall experience they're delivering. So in April of 2020, the EPM Advisory Council published a detailed report called Ensuring the Next Decade of Mobility Transformation, Putting the Consumer First and Foremost. And what we did is looked out 10 years in the future, and you can download a complimentary copy at experiencespermile.org. And really what we looked at is how do you take an experience economy against what are the key initiatives most automakers and mobility providers are doing. And really, that can be summed up in four pillars. And and really, most automakers are moving toward sort of these case technologies, which is connected, autonomous, shared mobility, and electrification. So in terms of connectivity, like Tom mentioned, consumers don't want to be disconnected on the road Um, They can bring in their consumer device, but they really need built-in two-way connectivity full-time. And what we saw in in looking at the connectivity trends, that really over the next four to five years, that nearly all cars will have standard built-in two-way cellular connectivity. So today we're at 4G. That'll quickly move to 5G over the next several years. In terms of autonomous, um, that is a neat one in terms of experience, because not only are we going to get much safer vehicles, but vehicles, if you're providing less input and you can safely take your eyes off the road for uh, limited periods of time, gives you the ability to do moments of secondary tasks. So we've seen a huge increase in both the shift to autonomous as well as putting in technologies called ADAS, or Advanced Driver Assistance Systems. From a shared perspective, we we did write the report right before the pandemic hit. And I'd say with COVID-19, we're sort of at a crossroads when it comes to shared mobility. On one hand, consumers are experiencing a bit of sort of germophobia in some ways of sharing things, Mm. but also kind of a reticence about things like public transportation is really made Uh, being within uh, your own car that much more important. So shared mobility is definitely not going away in the next 10 years, but things like car sharing where people can rent a car and have their own private space or, or third space, if you will, is becoming more and more important. And finally, uh, with the consumer electronics show happening this time of year, a lot happening around electrification. So this is really driven by things like global, global climate change, but but also government regulation. So in many markets like Europe, the state of California and, and others, in the next 10 years, there's going to be major incentives and disincentives for car companies not to really uh, support EVs overall. So as we think about what is the impact of case on experiences per mile, it's really the car companies that can stitch them together to deliver that end-to-end experience. So we're looking closely at how these four will evolve over time and how these will transform the car into that third space. And I think that's what Harman did really, really well with these EXP concepts. 
Thank you, Jeffrey. So, yeah, we've just been hearing about the CASE acronym and its importance for the next 10 years of automotive technology. So, Tom, talk to us a bit about how Harman has actually taken these consumer insights, taken this, you know, vast amount of really cutting edge technology and partnerships you have access to, and you've been making brand new moments and experiences for drivers and passengers. Talk to us about how Harman is taking this and making the future. You had a key phrase there. You talked about moments, and we've come up with this phrase of of moments of magic. The notion of moments of magic is the technology happening all in the background for you to then just experience something, and we call that moments of magic. But when you peel away that onion and you like, well, what's driving that? A, there is a lot of technology But B, our ability as a company to create that moment of magic so you don't have to think about it. Mm. Super important. But what we know today is that we call it disparate technology. I have to, as a consumer, I have to do a lot of button pushing and do a lot of different things in order to make this and that and this and that work. But we think that that actually can be smoothed out. That being said, we created three ideas that we showcased, and we've got plenty more that we'll show throughout the year. But these three ideas... One is called Gaming Intense Max. It's essentially, remember, you're talking about a third living space here. Why not have gaming embedded into the vehicle? So like my son, who's 18, doesn't have to just look at his mobile device, right? Uh, it's embedded. Number two is called Creator Studio. Creator Studio, with obviously social networking, is why not be able to record your friends and be able to publish that in a really simple way using our ADOS feature or technology like OMS, DMS, which is cameras essentially, and putting some software in there to do some editing. Kind of amazing. You could even, there's a lot of things you can do with that, not just social, that you could be a photojournalist like yourself. You could do this on the road, right? You know, and have this do the same idea. Yeah. But the last one, which is my one of my favorite, is the Drive Live Concert. Drive Live Concert is why not invite your friends over to your driveway or a nice park and experience you too, my favorite band. Just not saying that because you're from Ireland, but truly is. Approved. <laughs> uh, is why not experience you too from your car, but very differently by using that technology and having what we call first person experience with you too. So you could pay for, hey, why not do a two minute conversation with Bono? Sure. Right. I paid $1,000 for that, and we get to have a little quick conversation with Bono or first-person cameras of The Edge playing his amazing guitar, et cetera, right? And so the thing that we're talking about here is you don't have to be driving your vehicle for any of these. You can still be stationary and do the things that you want to do, again, as a third living space. But when Jeff's talking about case, those even grow. But hey, this is a super important key point here. A lot like the travel industry where Airbnb, I could rent somebody else's space and have a very different experience. The same notion, because we're talking about monetization models as well here, right? So if somebody wants to rent my vehicle to go see their favorite country Western singer with a bunch of their friends in a field, and that band is playing in a place far away, I could rent my vehicle out for a day. No different than Hertz can rent it out. Yeah. So again, what we're really talking about here is technology that's readily available in those three ideas, and we have many more, to where we are creating a different experience per mile thought process, a lot like the travel industry did 
with Airbnb or VRBO. And as Jeff has talked about, is putting metrics behind this. Was that an amazing experience with you two, with my friends in this car? And it happens to be a Ford. Wow, Ford has that? Yeah, Ford has. So, and by the way, many providers uh, in that experience of Drive Live or the other ones have to pull this off together. Mm-hmm. Why the consortium that we're talking about matters is we know it's not just Harman. Harman's stitching it together, but there's a lot of providers that could sell tickets and have first person, et cetera. So I can keep going on, but that's giving you some flavor around the ideas which are highly plausible and we can do all those things today. You don't have to wait for 10 years down the road to be autonomous driving vehicle to do these things. Totally, totally. And I would, again, direct people towards the video of the uh, automotive presentation at Harman Explorer. Uh, It's so cool. Basically, you get to see these prototypes where, uh, you know, you can pull over your car, park your car, go to a concert. The steering wheel retreats, the screen comes up. So you have this big widescreen view and you can actually interact with the band on stage. Or if you want to do some creative productivity EXP, you know, film some videos inside your car. It'll automatically mix between the different camera angles in your car. The steering wheel starts glowing like one of those beautiful ring lights that all the influencers use. And uh, the gaming stuff is insane. You have these haptic sensors and speakers within the seats, this 3D audio that slides down from your headrest. This really is James Bond stuff. I, I kept on thinking James Bond would probably not leave his car if he had all this stuff in it. It's very, very exciting. And um, staying with yourself, Tom, I mean, have you been able to gauge the reaction from the industry and folks who attended Harman Explorer? What, what was the general reception for this new cutting edge tech that you've been launching? Generally speaking, the reaction has been very positive. Cool. It's it, The ideas are very grounding. And the question we always get is how long, how far out are these things? And yeah. granted, they are reliant upon the production of cars and where they're where they're at. So it could be depending upon where an OEM is hmm. in their production, it could be you know uh, two years to four years out. Yeah, but they're all highly plausible and could be done in a short period of time. Here, we did find reactions even when we tested these with consumers. So different end of this is the industry responded well, but consumers responding favorably to it. Yeah. In terms of the pricing, what they would pay, as well as we kind of got an indication of how big the market size would be. So, yes, I think the questions are very positive. The response is very positive. And, you know, as my 18 year old says, Dad, when can I get that gaming? <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, that's, that's completely understandable. As I understand it, the stuff is ready to go from your end in terms of the technology. It's here today. And it's just a case of when it gets built into partnerships with the automotive manufacturers because there's a runtime there. But uh, it's it's fantastic technology. Do please check out the video if you're listening. You will not regret it. It's a glimpse of a very exciting future. Now, moving over to yourself, Jeffrey, we heard Tom talk about this idea of consumers being connected, the cars being connected, etc. How important do you think from your research is connectivity uh, to people in general these days? Is it important for the entire motoring sector moving forward? It's absolutely critical. And I can second the notion that Harman put on a terrific presentation last week. I got to see sort of the concepts live for the first time. And uh, what I really liked about it is that they were able to show things that could actually be deployed by an automaker. And, and what we're seeing from our research is just that 
there is differentiation in terms of cars having features versus not having features and delivering upon an experience. Um, and it continues to move up the ladder in terms of, of why people buy cars in the first place. So hmm. the longest time it was things like exterior styling or reliability or, or even price, but these must have features from our research are, are quickly moving up the ladder. Mm-hmm. And the reason as we dug into the numbers is really that both drivers and increasingly passengers no longer want to feel isolated in the car. And and what they want to do in terms of connectivity is leverage both brought-in devices, so bringing in their digital ecosystem, as well as built-in connectivity to get things done. So one, they want to really use the time in the car to be more productive. So a lot of the concepts we saw from Harman uh, we're around doing that, whether it was communicating with folks or, or sharing entertainment, using time well spent in the vehicle was a big one. Mm-hmm. Second one we've seen overall is really accessing their digital ecosystem while on the go. So it's very important when we looked at the EXP concepts is that they were just not standalone, but they were integrated into the person's gaming systems, that it was system agnostic, that you could log in and maybe start a game at home and continue that in the car. And then the third one in terms of how we're going to pay for all this stuff, business model is key. So you can't just put in all these technologies as standalone. But the nice thing about a lot of these concepts is they had dual purposes. So Tom mentioned things like a driver monitoring system. That's typically put in the car by an automaker for safety reasons. But now that can be repurposed to get video of the person having fun or sharing a social moment with their broader network. So what we're seeing across the industry in terms of leveraging connectivity is really building kind of three sets of things. One is most car companies going forward will want an app store. And one of the things Harman showed was their Ignite app store of being able to download content that both they're familiar with and that the automaker can provide and download that into their car. Secondly, basically what's happening on their infotainment system, they don't want that to be stale. You want that content to always be fresh. So things like fresh maps, over-the-air updates, personalization, routes, points of interest, You saw a lot of those in some of the concepts that Harman shared, but connected navigation, connected experiences is paramount. And then thirdly, uh, one that that Harman showed extensively uh, throughout 2020 is bringing in things like a virtual personal assistant. And these are essentially voice commands to interact with different content safely and do that sort of off board. So you've got major technology companies like Amazon and Google providing virtual personal assistance, but also automakers really customizing voice to integrate with all of that great content. And then finally, where we're at with connectivity today, I mentioned that we're moving to standard connectivity. Most connectivity amongst car makers has been 4G today. Mm -hmm. That is quickly transitioning to 5G. So over the next two years, you'll have a number of automakers launching 5G speeds, which give you more and more access to digital bandwidth and services like Harman showed, but also for things like uh, 
better and deeper access to vehicle data, vehicle-to-vehicle communications, real-time alerts, warnings to keep drivers safe, as well as the environment around them. So Hmm. what we're really starting with is more connectivity, more productive access to digital content, business model, and really faster, faster speeds, which is a recipe for success. Wonderful. That's an exciting future. You've just painted a picture yeah, there, Jeffrey. You can tell I'm excited about it. <laughs> nice, nice. So, Tom, coming over to yourself, you make it look easy, but you're bringing together at Harman a lot of very diverse technology competencies, expertise, partnerships, etc. Take us under the hood of what kind of core tech products go into making each of these EXPs. Yes, Jeff uh, mentioned a few of them, but just to kind of maybe check those off, if you are interested in that, our info team and our head unit, uh, industry term or digital cockpit, we've got various forms of that from an entry to mid to a high, as well as Jeff mentioned displays, whether LCD or QLED displays. Our parent company, Samsung, so everyone knows, uh, industry leader in those, um, we are able to put those into the vehicle. ADOS becomes a really big, you know, ADOS is normally known advanced driving assistance systems and safety features. So those will still do those things, but you can also repurpose them to drive different experiences like 3D surround view, camera monitoring systems, which we call DMS, which is driver monitor system or OMS. Even things like augmented reality navigation or augmented reality for ADOS become even our ECU domain controller. Those are the key things between ADOS. Jeff mentioned cloud. Cloud's a very significant uh, component of this on two ways to create the personalization, right? The data, my data stored in the cloud, go from car to car, how we do that. We call uh, the Harman service delivery platform. So if you are a fleet company, as an example, managing a large fleet and you want to have a network of cars, service delivery platform. We have maps, we have cybersecurity called Ignite Shield, and then over-the-air updates. Anything that needs to kind of be just like your computer updating, we have that technology. On the telematic side, it's just not about connectivity. Jeff did mention we're going from 4G to 5G, and we definitely have those TCUs, those control units in the vehicle today. Even something as phone as a key. Mm. It's an app, but you don't want to be pulling out your phone. You want it to be automatically unlock your door. Mm-hmm. And then car audio, our heritage is amazing in this, whether you have JBL or Harman Kardon or Revel. And specifically, the demo, you mentioned it in the vehicle. Each of these demos, uh, we've partnered with a company called Grammar. They're a leading interior and um, headrest company. And again, showing our partnership, we can't do it all. But one thing that we do here is we engineered uh, into this platform called Personal Audio Headrest Platform. So we use, in the case, JBL as the sound quality that we want the consumers to hear. But when you package that with uh, grammar and how we go about doing it, how the headrest folds down, how it is focused around your ears, Mm -hmm. et cetera, that we're partnering to bring the most amazing immersive EPM as possible with grammar. And so they've been a great partner of ours. So just sort of Checking off and keep going on and on, but just giving you the broad sense of nice. the technology that's woven through that. Last thing I'll mention is, is we call premium audio entry, a software to upgrade your sound to what we call virtual venues. So you can upgrade virtually or through software 
you know, having Boston Symphony sound. And we were working with other large venues to increase the experiences per mile, per se. So lots and lots of technology. But as I mentioned before, it's those moments of magic when it all just happens. You don't have to think about it. And that's our mission. That's our sweet secret sauce here at Harman. Fun. Fantastic. I am looking forward to dialing in some virtual spaces into my driving experience space someday. And uh, moving over to yourself, Jeffrey, I think this is a really forward-looking approach that Harman are embarking on, have embarked on, have been for a while, bringing together all of this really interesting technology, both internal and from the parent company, leveraging this entire partner ecosystem. What do you think this approach tells us from a B2B perspective about the future of the automotive market? No, it's a great point. And I think Harman's done a really good job of sort of fostering cooperation from uh, sort of best of breed companies, mm-hmm. whether they're startups to the largest companies in the world. So what we're seeing in the broader mobility space is that many times these quote unquote frenemies have to work together. So where you're going to have car companies competing with tech companies and then partnering with them at the same time. And and ultimately, if the car companies and Harman, et cetera, stay focused on delivering that great end-to-end consumer experience, the value chains can successfully work themselves out. But it's not easy. So basically, what automakers have to decide is really, one, how to best deliver that experience and really what they want to keep as proprietary to their brand in essence and then what technologies do they partner upon it? And Harman has effectively kind of straddled both. So for companies that want to partner, they can sort of be neutral um, and help the automaker customize solutions. Mm-hmm. For car companies who want to do things in more of a proprietary way, keep that brand factor, these Harman solutions can be deployed to that as well. So that's really where this idea of choice is coming in, is this idea that really car companies have to know they can't do it themselves. I and mean, we're talking really heavy lifting here. And then secondly, pick partners who can be trusted and bring across really this idea of an ecosystem in such a way that they can move fast because they're no longer just competing with other car companies, but many of the leading consumer electronics company as well. So they need partners to help them move fast, but at the same time, give them that control. And Harman's been willing to do that as well. So that's where this tricky balance is going to come in and it'll be neat to see how that plays out. Mm. What kind of consumer megatrends does this ecosystem approach meet, would you say? Yeah, I would say there are two trends that we're seeing overall. Um, One around portability, Mm-hmm. And the second round, personalization. So on the portability front, it's not hard to imagine. We see this in our own research that consumers will want all of their content in the car that they're driving. And that car may not be one that they own. So as car sharing goes up, as mobility moves up, we need to find a way as an industry to help consumers bring their content and bring these these leading solutions to them into whatever car they're driving, which means content needs to move into the cloud. We need to identify who people are 
so that, um, as Tom mentioned, as someone gets out their phone, can start their car, that content just moves with them in the vehicle or mobility service they're driving. So imagine a world where you can get in a Lyft or an Uber and kind of a ride hailing, mm-hmm. listen to that same podcast you're listening to at home, and then get into your own car and have that just stay with you. Yeah. The second trend I mentioned was personalization. So we've had a lot of goes at personalization. So for decades now, you can personalize seat settings. You can have presets on your radios or your air conditioning or heating through physical buttons. Where most car companies are at today are really enabling cloud-based profiles and profiles, again, that are tied to your phone, which can enable sort of my music, settings, preferences. So if I jump in the car, it knows it's me versus my spouse versus my father using that car and all my content is personalized to me really automatically. Mm-hmm. And then where that's going and where consumers have told us they'd like to see the car go is that the car just knows me. And what I mean by that is that the car is making really proactive suggestions or really automatically adjusting things based on the time of day or my daily commute, or they know I like to go to the gym on Tuesdays. So it plays sort of music that's going to inspire me. And then also the liquidity between outside and inside the car, bringing that to bear as well. So I look at portability and personalization are two big drivers, really all of which we saw both at the EXP event, but but really is going to be demanded going forward. Totally. Uh, I mean, one of the phrases that I've heard mentioned at Harman Explore was that this technology is going to usher in a completely new automotive digital economy. And both of you have been speaking about some of the potential and possibilities of this huge opportunity and the consumer imperatives behind why this is the right tech at the right time and why it's going to be huge. But Tom, coming over to yourself, talk to us a bit, you know, from your perspective about what a automotive digital economy might look like. In in the lens of a consumer, when you give them greater choices, according to you know what their needs, desires, wants are, a lot of times they're willing to pay for that. Especially if they're unmet needs, there's a pent-up demand for that. Yeah. So subscription-based, we're all used to it. I think we've all been with the advent of, as just mentioned, hyper-personalization and subscription-based for just uh, watching programming as an example. So if you take the same notion and you parlay it into the vehicle, if you're fulfilling needs, consumers essentially want it. And if there's demand there, then they'll pay for it. The question is, how much do they pay? So mm-hmm. the three ideas are just three of many that we have. And these are just continuous examples of ways that we can create these experiences per mile. And if they're willing to pay for it, that opens up the share of wallet. Yes. So as Jeff said, you know, what they're used to paying for are things like heated seats and dual climate control and other safety-related features, which are all going to be table stakes. This won't go away. But what they're willing to do then is to say, I'll pay for that amazing experience. Yes. Now, how they pay for it, whether it's through ownership or mobility, no different than you know, hailing an Uber, uh, no, no different than in a COVID scenario, 
you paying for delivery of things that you would probably would have never paid for before. Yeah. Same thing is going to happen here. They might, as I was saying earlier, if I own the Drive Live concert car and I decide to be part of a network of loaning my vehicle out for an evening, I'm going to do that. That's money for me. What's in it for the OEMs is they can offer services mm. uh, and the monetization they'll ultimately control because they're selling that vehicle or the fleet company can own that vehicle. So Jeff mentioned this, but just to kind of put a finer point on it, onto, we know that hardware has a limitation for how much bandwidth that's behind it. And as time moves forward, shifting from hardware to more software to more cloud-based even opens up a whole new level of uh, monetization for those OEMs and those consumers. And so I think it's super exciting to meet the demands of consumers and for the opportunity to, to grow businesses. Fantastic. And what do you think consumers can look forward to from this ecosystem approach, from the great audio, from the EXPs? What can consumers look forward to in 2021 and beyond? I think the big takeaway is the time that you spend in that vehicle is time well spent. Cool. It's the phrase we're using as one of our missions here. So it's not just about better experiences per se. It's about creating better life experiences. Yeah. And um, you know, it's a little bit of like superfood thinking, you know, you can have this or you can have that. It's not just this, it's that if you want to move to that. So that's the better net. And it's hmm. creating those immersive experiences. So they just don't even know, as I mentioned, they just don't know it's there. Yes. And there's a lot of amazing, lack of better words, happiness and joy that comes out of just getting in your vehicle that I really want to be able to utilize it for something different. You know, it's an expensive piece of property. Right. Yeah. So when I get the best out of it, and I think that's our mission. Wonderful. Okay. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing all of that unfold in the near future. And uh, moving over to yourself, Jeffrey, from an independent viewpoint, you know, you've had a chance to watch all of the Harman Explore announcements in automotive. What do you think these announcements tell us about the future of the sector? Uh, that's a great question. So one, um, just the a lot of these demonstrated what I'll call an immersive experience. So it wasn't just connectivity, it wasn't just new content, but really the ability to bring together connectivity, sound, lighting, um, software, apps, all together working together made a lot of sense there. And we're going to see more and more of that into the future. What Tom mentioned about software is important and, and really for our research and, and where we think the industry is going and where particularly OEMs like Tesla have done a, a great job is, is just that the car gets better over time. So a lot of times when you buy a, a product, um, especially a hardware product, you know, usually one year, two years, three years, it, it feels really out of date. And really where we're seeing the opportunity is the ability that the car and the consumer experience gets better. So we've talked about one over the air updates, second, really a, a software defined car. And then thirdly, to the extent automakers and partners like Harman can deliver digital experiences on demand. So consumers may not want to pay for a subscription all at once, but they may want to kind of download something for the day or or trial something or 
Harman or a car company come up with an, a new EXP or new innovation, can that be uploaded to the car and it just works? So I think that's where you're going to see a lot of these EXPs around things where we may not have even thought of them, but the car company has flexibility to enable the unknown, meaning instead of just hard coding the car for A, B, and C, this navigation system, the safety feature, offering maximum flexibility so that as consumer needs change or, or things want to be personalized, they can just download it and update it to the car and that experience just gets better. So that's where I think you're going to watch over time. Amazing, amazing. A bit like the Apple App Store when it was, I remember when it was first launched, uh, yeah. there was a bit of a bit of skepticism there and people were like, well, you know, oh, what's, what's going to happen here? But before you knew it, the ingenuity of all of the folks in the app development ecosystem uh, resulted in an avalanche of amazing creativity and incredible solutions for consumers. So, you know, I think anything's possible with the concept of EXPs and the rollout of this amazing new technology. And finally, I'd like to invite you both to offer your favourite song or favourite driving song or favourite karaoke song to the Harmon Explorer on the road title playlist, starting with your good self, Tom. Very good. Well, I gave the tip earlier. My favourite uh, band is U2 and I would pick uh, One, the song One. Oh, excellent choice, Tom. Uh, a song from U2 will always get a thumbs up from me as an Irishman and for many other reasons. And moving over to yourself, Jeffrey, what would you like to add to our title playlist? Absolutely. And I'm sure it doesn't come through on the podcast, but I'm, uh, I love karaoke. And, and one of the casualties of COVID-19, unfortunately, is we can't get together um, and have that karaoke experience. And in my wheelhouse uh, to get up on stage, it requires Sweet Caroline from Neil Diamond. So I'd like to leave that with the audience um, doing karaoke with your friends and family from Tidal. That is wonderful. Sweet Caroline is one of the all-time karaoke classics. And uh, yeah, I'm aware that we spoke in a previous episode about JBL party boxes that a lot of people are using for karaoke because it has those lights built in. You can really have a party there. So um, I do hope in the future we will all meet for karaoke. And uh, yeah. Sweet Caroline is absolutely your song, Jeffrey. Thank you very much. And uh, keeping with the theme of driving, I'm just going to add in Aretha Franklin, Freeway of Love, because it's a great song to drive to. And what a voice. So thank you so much for joining us for Audio Talks on the Road with Harmon Explorer, Tom Rivers and Jeffrey Hanna. Listeners, please don't forget to subscribe, comment, share and generally get involved. And do check out the Harmon Explore sessions, which will be linked in the show notes to get a glimpse of a very exciting automotive audio future. See you next time. <laughs>